Welcome to the Flint Citadels podcast of our Sunday morning worship service, a weekly production of the Salvation Army Flint Citadel Corps.
and good morning. <laughs> On Sunday, March 11, 2001, the Flint Citadel Band and Songster ded dedicated its new <laughs> CD ministry, Amazing Grace, in the morning worship service. I wasn't there, but I'm sure many of you were. This uh, CD was distributed among the congregation to share with family, co-workers, friends, schoolmates, as a part of the Flint Citadel's ministry outreach to get our message out beyond these walls. 3,000 copies of that original ministry tool were distributed not just in, in Flint, but really around the world. Well, this morning we don't believe that God is finished using this really unique expression of Salvation Army ministry. So today, in this service, we're going to dedicate the revised Amazing Grace Next Generation CD to the glory of God and to the building of his kingdom. John 3.16 reminds us, God so loved the world that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. It is in this spirit and on this scripture because of the love of God that has brought us hope and eternal life through Jesus Christ that we offer this Next Generation CD. The components of this morning's worship service are drawn from the music and from the booklet that accompanies the CD, and this forms the heart of this ministry tool. So it's our prayer that each one of us, you and me, will use this package to reach those needing the light and the love of God. Please join me in prayer. Father, this morning we are thankful that you have imparted to us such a precious uh, gift, the gift of your word, and even more so, Lord, the, um, the miraculous gift of salvation through Jesus Christ. We thank you, Lord, that you saw fit to have your disciples write this down in what we call the gospel so that we would understand accurately how it is you would have us approach you. God, I pray this morning as we consider these things, as we celebrate our salvation and our faith, and as we challenge ourselves to go out and to, to share this good news with other people, Lord, I pray right now that your Holy Spirit would be speaking in our own hearts, guiding and directing us how we might be uh, those who would fulfill the great commission of taking the word to every person. And so, God, might today be a day that... Uh, that we redouble our efforts to, to tell others about the love of Jesus. Bless our service now, and God, we offer it to you in praise and with thanksgiving. In Jesus' name, amen. As the songs take their place, um, I would like to share with you some verses of Scripture uh, found in Mark chapter 8, verses 27 through 29. Jesus and his disciples went to the villages around Caesarea, Caesarea Philippi, on the way, he asked them, who do people say I am? They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, and still others, one of the prophets. But what about you, he asked, who do you say I am? Peter answered, you are the Christ. As songsters, our purpose is to spread the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the ministry of our music. This morning, as we rededicate the Amazing Grace CD, it's our prayer that those who hear it will be challenged, encouraged, or even brought into a deeper personal relationship with our Lord and Christ. Listen to the words as we sing. Can you truly answer, you're my Lord, my Christ?
It's because of his love that God gives us his grace, and that is the message that we take to a lost world, the message of God's amazing love, shown by his amazing grace. The music the band and songsters share on the Amazing Grace CD that we're dedicating is a vehicle that they use to convey the message of the gospel, but the real power is found in the scriptures that form the foundations of the songs of this project. It's the word of God that goes forth to accomplish God's will, and it does not return to him void. As you look through the booklet that accompanies this CD, pay attention to the scriptures. Let me share a few of them because they are prayerfully arranged to help guide you on your spiritual journey by asking important questions and then providing the answers from God's word. Philippians 4, 6. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need, and then thank him for what he has done. Psalm 143.10. Teach me to do your will, for you are my God. May your gracious spirit lead me forward on a firm footing. Romans 10.17. So faith comes from hearing, that is, hearing the good news about Christ. Psalm 25.4, show me the right path, O Lord. Point out the road for me to follow. James 1.5, if you need wisdom, ask our generous God, and he will give it to you. He will not rebuke you for asking. May God richly bless this ministry tool to help people realize that the amazing grace that God freely offers us in Christ Please listen as the band shares the theme of this CD and this meeting, Amazing Grace.
Good morning. Good morning. I want to tell you that it's not a bad garage band that you see on your, your bulletin there, Ted Tulcher and the Praise Band. That's not going to happen. <laughs> Believe me. But I'm here to help, and that's what hopefully all you are here to help as well, as we have a season of prayer. And we find in Hebrews 12, verse 2, it says, Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. I'm not too sure if you know a lot about this first song that we're going to sing chorus, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. A lot of us know the chorus. We're very familiar with the chorus, but we're not familiar with the three verses <clears throat> that are written. But Helen Lemel, the author and composer of this hymn, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus, was given a track one day by a missionary friend. <clears throat> and as she read it, Helen's attention was focused on one line in that tract, and it was this. So then, turn your eyes upon him, look full into his face, and you will find the things of earth will acquire a strange dimness. And then later on, she penned these comments about writing the, the chorus, not the verse. And she said, suddenly, as if commanded to stop and listen, I stood still. And singing in my soul and spirit was the chorus of the hymn with not one conscious moment of putting word to word to make rhyme or note to note to make melody. It was just there. Suddenly, God provided her the exact words and notes for this chorus. And then she, uh, then she goes on saying, the verses were written the same week after the usual manner of composition, but none the less dictated by the Holy Spirit. So what we find in this chorus is one that was truly provided to her by God's Holy Spirit in a very, very special way. And the verses came to her during that week and the regular procedures of what perhaps a regular composer and author would do. So it's a very special chorus that she finds. And I find it very interesting in our fast-paced life today how easy it is to get caught up of the things of earth so that eternal values perhaps become blurred and almost forgotten. And sometimes we're on such a fast-paced life that we don't even have the time to speak to the Lord in prayer. This is your time. This is your time here in a season of prayer to encourage others to offer up prayers to him to, to sing. In a few moments, you'll have science, some time to do this. And I'm also reminded of the words of a very familiar song that all of us know is, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. The words are, as you perhaps know, What a Friend We Have in Jesus, All Our Sins and Griefs to Bear, What a Privilege, What a Privilege to Carry Everything everything to God in prayer. It's a privilege that we have to take our concerns, our thoughts, our struggles, our weaknesses to a God that listens, that cares, and watches very carefully over us. The song goes on and says, as you know, oh, what peace we often forfeit, oh, what needless pain, needless pain we bear, all because we do not carry, do not carry everything to God in prayer. As we have an opportunity to share our prayers in public, it's important that we exactly we do that. And I think sometimes we're hesitant to do that here because of perhaps some of the words, the flowing eloquent prayers that we've heard in this chapel. You help us in your prayers. You help us in your one sentence, two sentence prayers as we pray together. This is your time to pray with all of your spiritual family to encourage us. And I encourage you to do those two sentences prayers. One says, as we think about the opportunities of the amazing grace CD provides for sharing with people, just let me share the last verse of the chorus of the song that we're going to sing, Turn Your Eyes Upon Jesus. The last verse says this, His word shall not fail you. He promised, believe him, and all will be well. Then go to a world that's dying. His perfect salvation to tell.
Let's pray. Lord, we are grateful for the love that you give to each one of us daily, hourly, minute, every second. You know our, our cares, you know our concerns and needs, Lord. And perhaps even though they weren't spoken here this morning to you, certainly you are aware of them and you care for us. And then perhaps the silence that we have and have experienced today is so important. Certainly music plays an important part in the kind of worship we provide you, but part of that music is silence. It's an important part. And we pray, Lord, that in our, our daily talk with you, that we also will have silence, that we'll be able to listen closely to what you may have us to do. And Lord, we pray that the ministry of the Amazing Grace CD will reach countless of individuals, that people will know the kind of love and the kind of care that they can provide, you can provide to them. We thank you for all that you've given to us each day. We thank you for challenges because it helps us to grow in the strength of you. We pray that you'll continue to be with us throughout this service. We pray these things in your name. Let's continue to stand, and we have a wonderful song here that gives us assurance that we could be all that we can that we perhaps use and choose the Lord right now and right today. Let's sing. to talk about uh, what keeps me on the Christian walk. And it's hard for me. <laughs> I know that personal devotions or meditation or prayer time or Bible reading, whatever you may call it, is very important for Christians in order to maintain a closer walk with the Lord. Corporate worship is important for many reasons, but a one-on-one -on -one with God is essential. The first reason I know it's important is because the enemy of our soul does not want Christians to pray and read their Bibles at all. He will do everything within his power to keep people from taking time each day with the Lord and his word. I know this because I've tried this all through my life, and so far, Satan has not given up trying to keep me from my devotions. Let me say this. I have not given up either. As my schedule keeps changing, I keep adjusting time and locations and type of Bible readings and suggested methods of praying in order to find what works for me. But Satan continues to walk all kinds of excuses, such as circumstances, good times, good deeds, hard times, busyness, church work, Poor health, good health, interruptions of every sort, maybe even the kitchen sink, and it's full of dirty dishes, and you do the dirty dishes instead of your devotions. I struggle with it, and I have not always succeeded, but I keep trying, and I think maybe you might relate to this. The second reason why I know devotions are very important is because God wants to have a personal communion with us 
each one of us individually. Christianity is not a wholesale religion, but a one-on-one -on -one relationship with Christ. God is always doing everything in his power to have a personal walk and talk with those he loves. He brings us to our knees when we have made bad choices and things are not going well. He brings us to our knees when things are going well and we think we can make it on our own. And I'm saying that to ARC men. I thought of you as I wrote this down because sometimes we think we're doing really good and everything is fine and we're all set now. Okay, I don't need God anymore. Oh yes, you do. Can't make it on your own. He brings us to our knees when life has become too much for us and we know we can't carry on alone. God will find a way to get your attention because he wants our love and he knows we desperately need his love and his guidance. If you do not have daily time with God, don't wait for him to get your attention or give you a wake-up call. Determine to find time for him and when Satan interferes, and he will try, you know you are doing the right thing. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. Good morning. I was asked also to share a few words about my daily walk. And um, I'll confess right now, I'm not as disciplined as I should be in many aspects of my life. But there are some things I know and th that will help me to grow with God, and uh, I want to share some of those with you, too. Like Ruth said, it's important to set aside time daily to read his word. Um, it may help to have a study guide like Daily Bread or Guideposts, and there are many excellent online Bible study and devotion sites to help you on your walk. I like Purpose Driven Life, um, I read that online, and often use an online Bible site called Bible Gateway And um, when I'm trying to find a specific verse for something. Um, some people even have audio Bibles, CDs and tapes that they listen to while they drive, um, if they have quite a bit of driving to do. Um, that's probably a better idea than try to read while you're driving, I don't recommend that. Makes me very nervous than most things do. God speaks to us through his word. If we're not regularly into his word, we can't expect to know what his will is for us. And um, if you don't even know where to begin, well, we've got saints right here in this church that are, are helpful, and they can get you on your path. Ask somebody. Don't just throw your hands up and say, I don't know what to do, so I'm not going to do anything. Meditate on the goodness of God in your ordinary daily times and thank and praise him. I often pray as I drive, not just because of other drivers, although I do that a lot too, but um, I'm inspired by the things I see as I'm driving about. I thank God for the beauty of nature. I like the, the springtime, like right now, um, and I'm watching the, the tulips and the daffodils and the crocuses and all these things come up, and I still have the lilacs to look forward to, and I'm excited about that. I also bring numerous petitions for God during these times, such as driving, because that's a, do a, seem to do a lot of that. I pray for my family members, for their safety and well-being and their spiritual growth. And after I go through my immediate family, I start on a list of my extended family, and that can take me a long time sometimes. There's a whole mess of them. I pray for God's people. As I pass by the many churches on my way to work, I pray for those churches, I pray for their pastors, for their ministers. Sometimes those visual clues are God's way of saying, pray for them. We're all part of the same family. I pray for you, the members of my church family, especially as needs are sent via email by Captain Augustine. And one can talk to God anytime through prayer, because that's all prayer is, we're just talking to God. You can do this during the most ordinary moments of life, even washing uh, a sink full of dirty dishes. That's a, that's a good time to pray. On page 9 of the Amazing Grace CD, it says, Prayer is the key to a growing, growing relationship with God. Well, this couldn't be more true. I know I need to pray more. I have a tendency towards worry for myself, my family, my church, my community, my nation, my world. I try to cover all the bases. Um, and I have to remind myself with verses like Philippians 4, 6, which states, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. 
Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Or 2 Timothy 1.7 that says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. There's a lot of problems in the world that I can't do anything about. I can't help the cost of gas or food, unemployment, terrorism, or global warming, if that even exists. But um, what I can do is trust my life to the one who gave me life. I can seek his will and assurance for me in his word and through daily prayer. I can look to the saints who've gone before me and whose lives were examples of Christian living. And you too can do these things. Well, why is this important? Well, because nothing is more important than your eternal soul and where and with whom you will spend eternity. If you're not saved and you're unsure of where you stand with God, nothing could be more important than getting that matter straightened out. It's not just a matter of life and death, it's a matter of eternal life or eternal death. Romans 10.9 says, if you confess with your mouth Jesus is Lord and believe it in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified. And it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And it's my prayer today that um, you each one have that saving knowledge of Jesus. But if you don't, now is the day. Sometimes uh, your spiritual life is a lot like a diet. That you start it, you go gung-ho, and then all of a sudden you start to hit that wall. And then it starts getting harder and harder. For those of you that have dieted, you've tried this one, this one, this one. For those that have gotten into Bible study, you've tried this one, this one, this one. I remember years ago I was challenged to start reading the Bible from cover to cover. And Genesis, we got off to a great start. We were learning about all those stories that we learned as little children. How reminded how Eve and she took Adam and just kind of led him astray. And that was good training for life. And then you learned about Cain and Abel, and my brother and I thought, should we let our little brother live or not? And, and so we were reminded of these stories in a, a, a light that sometimes that we don't really consider as adults, but we read as children. Um, then nobody warned me about numbers. And then that's like the diet brick wall. You hit the begats and the genealogy, and all of a sudden, that whole year in a Bible went out the window in two years and three years and and you just never got back to picking up where you had gone off to a great start. So for me, in a word, two words, Sunday school is what keeps me and uh, my focus for my spiritual development. Week after week, year after year, I've been involved with Sunday school, both as a student and leading the openings and now as a teacher. And you get into the Bible. You have to keep half a step ahead or two steps ahead of some of your advanced students like Mark who knows sometimes what you're reading and he'll challenge you on the interpretation. And so we get into good dialogue and that has helped really um, challenge myself. And we know the story about Joseph and all his brothers and last Sunday we were talking about how Jacob made all those sons and how you have to explain, well, the wife one and the wife two and the maidservants, and it got challenging. Yet, you have to think about what you're giving to the kids and how certain stories apply to our life. And we were just talking today. You know, I read the story today and how years ago when I read that story, it had a different application for my life. And how as we grow and we mature, the Bible talks to us and speaks to us in different ways. So how do I maintain my spiritual life? Uh, being involved in Sunday school. And this morning, I was reminded of that scripture verse out of Matthew, where Jesus told his disciples as they were arguing about who, where, when, who's the most important. And he simply said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them. And this morning we had all these little children singing the cherub choir song and there's a lot of noise and ruckus and that's just Dave waiting for the youth band to show up. Then the kids started singing and it reminds me that that Bible verse, let the little children come to me. They don't question theology, they don't question about the reliability, they just sang Jesus loves me because the Bible told me so. You want to maintain your spiritual life? Attend Sunday school. 
be involved, and uh, wonderful things can happen. How do I maintain my spiritual health? Um, three things. Number one, Bible study. I attend a um, weekly women's Bible study and have for four years now. Um, and I find that through the Bible study, you stay more focused. Um, and my thoughts stay more on God and what He wants for my life. Along with that Bible study is also daily lessons. So every day I'm in God's Word, searching through the Scriptures, looking for the answers, asking questions I don't understand. How does What does this mean? Um, and then praying about it, and God kind of directs me the way that I should go. So besides the weekly Bible study, the daily lessons are so important to me. And then number three, Three, it helps me to be obedience, obedient to God. Um, I'm not a very obedient person. I, I get distracted very easily. But um, I do better when I'm staying focused and I'm staying in the Word and I'm reading every day. And then I'm more willing to step forward and do what God would have me to do if he says to share my faith with those at work or to teach a Sunday school class. Um, or to talk to family members who are having problems. I, it, I'm much more focused and more obedient to do that. This Amazing Grace Next Generation package is fulfilling the vision that God has given to the Salvation Army and the Flint Citadel Corps through the power of the Holy Spirit. God has placed each one of us, each one of us on this earth to make a difference in our world. How can we do that? Of course, there are many ways. In Colossians chapter four, we are urged, live wisely among those who are not Christians and make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be gracious and effective so that you will have the right answer for everyone. <clears throat> this amazing grace package of insightful questions with answers based on scripture, supported by the music of the band and songsters, provides a non-threatening opportunity for each of us to share the truth of our Christian faith with family, 
friends, classmates, and to anyone whom the Holy Spirit leads us. That, however, is the vital preliminary step that we must make before stepping out to share our faith. If, the, if we want the Lord to use our efforts. Chapter 6, Jesus makes this very clear in 63rd verse of John when he told his disciples, it is the Spirit who gives eternal life. Human effort accomplishes nothing. And the very words I have spoken to you are spirit and life. Jesus went on to clarify this truth in verse 65. That is what I meant when I said that people can't come to me unless the Father brings them to me. So what is our role? We are the messengers. If we first seek the guidance of the Holy Spirit through prayer, then good things can happen. James chapter 1, verse 5 makes this step clear. If you need wisdom, if you want to know what God wants you to do, Ask him, and he will gladly tell you. Amazing Grace Next Generation is a powerful tool. It has been updated to make the presentation more appealing, full color, using pictures of our own people. Apostle Paul encourages us in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 14, with the help of the Holy Spirit who lives within us, carefully guard what has been entrusted to you. Listen carefully now as the songsters come and they share a commitment which is vital to our Christian growth.
It's ironic that uh, surrender is the path to victory if that surrender is to God. We live in a world that is in rebellion against God. It's been in rebellion against God for thousands of years. We live in a world where evil's called good, good's called evil, where people have been deceived into believing a lie. They believe that if there is a God, he's not really their friend or that he isn't really interested in them, or that he's been so misrepresented by man that, that really the Bible can't be trusted. It's into such a world that God has sent his church and has raised up the Salvation Army. He has sent us to proclaim the good news of salvation in Jesus Christ. Bramwell Booth son of the founder and second general of the Salvation Army, wrote, An army, a corps, a division, an officer, a campaign, which does not make men, which does not restore them to the likeness of God, and add them to the kingdom of Christ, may do many wonderful things, but it is not working the great work of God. God has sent us to do that great work, the great work of bringing souls into his kingdom. If we fail at this, it doesn't really matter what we succeed at. So we proclaim the day of God's grace before his patience runs out and he comes to judge this sinful world. So we offer this amazing grace to anyone who will accept it through Jesus Christ. It is this grace, this good pleasure of God and the forgiveness he offers to this rebellious world that we proclaim. It's a wonderful message. This latest release of the Amazing Grace CD is intended to be a tool that you can use to take this message out into this world in a very non-threatening way. Non-threatening to you because you're sharing the gift of music and non-threatening to those you approach because there's really no strings attached. You're giving them a gift. This Amazing Grace Next Generation is beautifully packaged and presented with, um, and presented but successful, beautifully packaged and presented, <laughs> comma, But the success of this effort isn't in the packaging. It's determined by um, how we decide to use it. Just like any tool. You can have a great tool. It's how you use that tool. And most importantly, its impact will be determined by the Holy Spirit. We have to pray. We must pray that God would go before us. That God would prepare the hearts of those that we intend to share this with. And that's what I want to do right now. I want to dedicate this project and then ask you to think of someone you can share this CD and booklet with. Not just someone, many people. Who, who can you share this with? Give them this opportunity for this um, wonderful salvation. First, join me in prayer. I want to ask God's blessing on this effort. Let's pray. Lord, we come to you this day with joy in our hearts because of the amazing grace that you have so freely offered to us, Lord. We thank you that the Holy Spirit prepared our hearts and we said yes to your offer of forgiveness and salvation in Christ. And today we ask your blessing once again on this amazing grace CD project. 
Lord, we, we're not asking you to bless discs of plastic, but rather that you would bless our efforts to bring others into your kingdom through this tool. We ask that your Holy Spirit would go before us and prepare the hearts of those with whom we intend to share it. Even now, Lord, put their names in our hearts and use us to do your will. We are your servants. We don't look for recognition for what's accomplished. We don't necessarily even look to grow this church attendance. Instead, we dedicate this ministry tool to the building of the church universal, to the true church, to the building of your kingdom here on earth. And might this CD help populate heaven. Accept this offering now, we pray, Lord, and use it as we share and as we go and give Jesus to a needy world. It is in Jesus' name that we ask. Amen. This has been the weekly podcast of the Flint Citadel's Morning Worship Experience. We hope you were blessed. Join us again for next week's service. Better yet, join us in person anytime at the Citadel, located in the heart of downtown Flint, at 211 West Gersley Street, where you're always among friends. For more information about the Salvation Army in Flint and our worship times and weekly activities, visit us online at www.flintcitadel.org or call us at area code 810-232-2199. Thanks for listening.